Welcome to the Girl Dad Show, a professional parenting podcast. Each month, I interview entrepreneurs, leaders, and professionals who are balancing parenthood, life, and profession in the hopes to learn what it takes to be an amazing professional parent. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Girl Dad Show. This is part of season two where I talk about uh, my professional journey, being a parent and building businesses in my professional career. And um, this would be Girl Dad Talk number nine, I believe. So thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I am wanting to talk to you uh, about my last weekend that I just had. Uh, Amy had to attend a a funeral. And so she uh, basically went back to California on on a weekend trip. And I was home alone with the girls, uh, for the first time in my life <laughs> by myself. And, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that experience, you know, cause it's really interesting to have divided up our workload so cleanly. Um, there's just seems to be a very great divide. And I just never really thought about how, um, I've never done that before. And it was uh, probably a normal thing for most parents, but for me, I've always had Amy around, um, you know, no longer than I think the longest she's ever left me has been like a day or half a day. Uh, but the whole weekend was definitely a unique experience and it was incredibly fun. So the job itself was, uh, very, very challenging because, uh, Grace was a little bit sick and, um, I'm not really the best at kind of tempering my emotions and reactions when my kids get sick. I very much so react very heavily to the, to the side of like taking them to the doctor, thinking the worst of things. And, uh, so I had to kind of, uh, counsel myself a little bit and I did text Amy about it a couple of times, but we did work through that and, um, really was able to spend some really quality time with the girls. It was really, really fun and, um, very, very, challenging because they, um, uh, well, Grace was sick. So we really limited our outings and how far we went out and what we did. And so it was just a lot of time at home and we did end up doing a lot of different activities and playing different things and, uh, eating different types of foods because, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit more lax, I believe, but, uh, it was fun to see them kind of change their dynamic and react to me versus how they normally are. And it was really also fun to see how, well, Lily adapted to the situation. She was definitely the second Amy while Amy was out. And, um, that was really funny because although she wanted to partake in some of these like, um, dalliances, right. Where like, basically the, the, like one of the stories is that I, you know, took them to Starbucks every day, right. And got them a treat and, and breakfast there. And then, um, you know, I would also get them donuts, you know, in the middle of the day, you know, for like an afternoon treat or morning treat. And she would basically try to temper that as much as possible by saying, Hey, I want a treat, but I don't think I should have two because, you know, that that might get my stomach sick or or upset or something like that. And it was just so cute and funny to know what an impact Amy has on Lily. And then Grace, you know, there's no like there's no boundaries or uh, any kind of guilt or remorse or structure around it. She just like, let's get more snacks. Let's just eat donuts and snacks every day and all the time. And um, it was just really funny to watch how they, they just behave so differently without Amy here. And then um, for me, it was just a matter of trying to figure out like how to be a really good parent and really um, open my eyes to this idea of how important it is that, um, 
you spend that time with them. And whether that's just going to a, um, um, a donut store, right. And picking up donuts together, or if it's doing a craft together and, you know, coloring and the, the words that they talk about, the things that they say, and, you know, the one, the things that they want to show you and, you know, and, and how proud of how proud they are of what they're building or doing in that moment. And, and the questions they have are just, it's just so incredible. And it's just so fun to see, you know, my kids growing up and starting to articulate themselves and, you know, getting embarrassed and getting excited and, and really forming who they are as humans and, you know, my part in that, you know, and so I definitely um, had a really great time overall. It was very challenging mentally. It's definitely not easy job to, you know, be a full-time parent. Uh, and so much kudos and love and appreciation to Amy for what she does. And um, I, I, but I do, I do want to say that it was incredibly fun and fulfilling and, I, I'm realizing that I need to do more of that and not just for myself and my kids. So they, that they know that, you know, that, you know, they could talk to me about more of these things that I've never really had deeper conversations. On. I mean, sorry, it's not really deeper conversations, but we did have a couple deeper conversations, but it was more around like conversations around, um, um, how they're thinking and what they think is cool. And, um, just like stuff that we never really get into. It, it, it usually stops at like surface levels, you know, we're at dinner and I'll talk to them about their day and at school and what they learned and what they liked, what they didn't like. But it was really cool to like, you know, even just doing coloring and they would like talk to me about like what they're drawing and why they're drawing it. And, and then, um, you know, like why that, you know, an octopus is, this octopus is purple. And then they have in this house and like just their storytelling brains just working and being able to kind of like go past that, you know, one hour conversation and go deeper and then also see what they do with that picture and like wanting that to be in my office or this one needs to go to mom and, you know, in the fridge or whatever that may be. And just really interesting, you know, like little things that you could see their brains formulating and working. All this to say, my, my main thing that I want to talk to you about is that I get so busy and wrapped up with work and I spend, um, you know, very concentrated time, you know, I focus time to spend with my kids. You know, I, I try like with pretty good accuracy, 75, 80% of the time, I make sure I take dinners off with them. And so I stop working for a couple of hours and, um, you know, have dinner with them, try to help some bedtime routines, and then I'll go back to work. And then on the weekends, I try really, really hard to just spend all my time with my family, except for Sunday morning when Amy takes the girls to church. I have another two or three hours there that I work. But um, for the most part, um, it's, it is focused time. And I feel like I articulate that, but it's usually without, it's usually with Amy. And uh, the only other time that I've done something without Amy was when I took um, Lily to Legoland as a solo, solo daddy daughter trip. That was also really fun. And so uh, I'm just starting to realize that it's so important for me to find time to spend with my kids alone. And uh, secondly, I think it's also really great for Amy too to find time uh, to go be on her own. And during this transition, we're going through a lot, you know, um, she's basically dedicated um, herself to the kids and kind of wrapped her brain around just kind of this lifestyle of just being there for the kids at all times. And as Lily goes to kindergarten and Grace is now going to preschool and then she'll start going to kindergarten, there's already, you know, some gaps in the day, you know, and it's really fun to watch Amy um, change and start figuring out what she wants to do with those gaps. And um, it's a pretty exciting time. And I can tell that, you know, it's fun for her and it's, um, it's really happy and 
I can see her being happier for it. And although I've never, you know, I've always wanted her to do more stuff for herself. I think that her personality type, you know, when she, she had kids, it just like became like a, you know, all about the kids. And, and, and I think that's pretty common. I've heard a lot of moms do that, but she definitely is on the extreme side of that. Right. She really dived into it. And, um, it's really cool to see her navigating this transition so well, because, you know, she's, um, she's more of a stable able, you know, she likes things consistent and steady. And then I'm, I'm the chaos, right. I just like things up and down. I like things all over the place. And so it's uh, really great to watch her transition this stage, you know, very gracefully and naturally. And, and I, for lack of better words, I think she's happier. So um, it's kind of cool. And I think the kids are happier, right? Like I think Lily loves school, um, just unbelievably happy about it. And she seems to be really, really enjoying uh, meeting friends, going on the bus, you know, like being a little bit more independent and um, she's really blossomed a lot and which is really fun, right? Because Grace used to be a little bit more shy and reserved, but because now she gets more solo time with mom and me to be, yeah, to, to be fair too. Yeah. I mean, cause when I come down for breaks and stuff, she's also blossoming a lot and it's, it's really fun to watch both of these girls grow up. And I really do want to figure out ways to bridge my professional career and all the stuff that I'm building to match this kind of revelation and change in the chapter in our lives. Right. So as we head into this new chapter with our kids going to school and having more activities for them, I really want to like figure out what this next year looks like. And so I'm already wrapping my brain around it. I've been marinating on this for quite a while now. I think a few months I've been marinating on like slowing things down and being a little bit more steadfast on what I do and when I do it. But I definitely, um, I'm really excited to say that I'm pretty sure that I'm going to slow things down on the business side. And although I, I, I'm on a really good tear and um, making really great progress to the goals of creating, you know, semi-passive income and so I can have more time, I keep going back to that farm, uh, the, the fisherman story where it's like, I think I've talked about this previously, but, and I'm going to butcher the fable here, but it's like this guy's fishing and, you know, and this big shot, you know, entrepreneur visits him and says, hey, like, you know what you should do is you should, you know, you know, hire another fisherman to help you fish. And he said, oh, yeah, why would I do that? It's like, well, then you can double the, the double the amount of fish you make. You can save up enough money to buy another boat. It's like, oh, yeah, what would I do with that? It's like, well, if you have two boats, you can basically hire even more people and fish even more. And if you make enough money, you can get more and more boats, a fleet of boats. You can get uh, vertically integrated. You can keep expanding. <clears throat> and then you make a lot of money. And you could basically retire and do whatever you want. And the fisherman says, oh, that's great. But what if all I want to do is fish? And um, it's just kind of a good story to remind yourself that like you're on the journey, you know, and you're on the journey and the journey is what you want. And so I think it's good to goal set, but it's also good to like philosophically think about what would that look like if you hit success and how would that work? So the idea is that maybe you don't need to do things so extremely, you can, you know, find a way to, you know, build these assets, build this passive income stream while you are um, enjoying the moment in the time in their lives. And then it's just about figuring out what that balance looks like for you. But for me, in this case, I, I've, I, I felt like I wanted it so bad and so fast. And when I did the math that I needed to work really, really hard for a few years to get it really fast. But now that I'm like two years into this plan, I'm starting to realize that I don't want to do it in five years. I think I may want to do it in like seven or 10 years and really just slow things down, 
get into a good um, sequence for both my my health, my um, mental sanity, and also just more time for my kids. I mean, finding time with my kids is really, really important. And I'm realizing more and more that it's not just about finding time with my kids. It's also about, you know, doing one-on-one time. It's also about doing time without Amy. It's also about taking them to do new experiences. And it's just not time for time's sake is uh, good and it's great. And I'm happy about, I'm happy about it at a baseline, but what I want to do this coming year is really think about how I can, you know, maximize that time and really spend that time well with my girls. So all that to say, I had my uh, first solo weekend with my girls and I had a couple of revelations and I've learned a lot about being a parent and what it means for me to um, navigate this chapter in my life where the kids are starting to go to school and Amy's starting to figure out what she wants to do with some of her time and pivoting her parenting focus a little away from just the kids to a little bit more about herself. And uh, really getting to go deeper in with my girls and understand like a little bit better about how they think and who they are. Yeah, it was a really good weekend. And I, and I, and I, at the end of it, like as silly as it sounds, like I want more of it. I want more time to like talk to my girls about how they think and what they think. And some of the questions they ask were obviously very um, um, basic and um, specific to different things, but there's a lot of things that they ask that are also very like, philosophical and, and, um, deep. And I'm missing a lot of those opportunities because it seems like both of my girls are not the type to like quickly answer. Um, so when at dinner and stuff and I say, Hey, how's school? I'm like basically dragging information out of them, but being able to spend, you know, four or five hours straight with them on a Saturday, the conversations finally got to a place where I would like to be with my kids. And so I'm realizing that they just need a little warm up period. Um, and, um, and, and I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but I definitely want that. You know, I want to have these conversations about like, why do you work so much? And like, what other questions do they ask me? Like, oh, wh- why do I always like talk about um, what things cost and what money is? And, um, and, I, and that's a terrible, terrible question. So that really bummed me out when I heard that. But I tried to explain to her like, the, you know, the, I was doing calculations of time versus money. It wasn't money that I was worried about. It was time. But um, it was too deep and too complex. And I think it just, she just Lily was just over it, but um, it just reminds me that, you know, there's these opportunities for me to actually talk to them about my values and instill in them um, these kind of thought processes, not just through role modeling, but actually having these conversations. But for some reason or another, my girls need a couple of hours of being around you to warm up to those conversations. They just don't have it immediately because they get like weirded out when you start questioning or interviewing them about their day and stuff. And um, I think it's really important that I have those conversations with them. And I also need to focus on how I want to explain things because obviously I'm not explaining it simply enough for a young kid to understand. And um, which is, I was caught off guard. I so in my defense, I was caught off guard, but uh, it was a good learning moment too, to realize that, you know, trying to explain to her how I calculate, you know, you know, my time, you know, and how money, like how I spend money and how I spend time is basically very correlated, but it's really about, you know, valuing your time over money. And I I don't think, you know, I explained it like a a five-year-old would understand, but I got to find more clever ways to do this so that it's um, slowly sinks in and and teaches them. And I'd also love to start thinking about ways that I can like um, come up with things that we do, 
you know, like that there are things. So like there's already currently current activities that, you know, I do with my girls and they, they love, you know, playing tickle monster. There's like a thing that we do. There's all these rules that go with it that they've created. But I think that there'd be more opportunity for those things if I was just more um, alone with them where like they were forced, not forced, but because Amy wasn't there, like I'm the one parent. And so they naturally did more things with me. And I think that we created more memories and more things. And I just realized that it's just so important for me to do that. And I really, really want to do that. And so hopefully that means that it's good for Amy too. I think it's just like a win, win, win situation where everyone gets something different by me doing that and kind of, you know, working a little less and then um, spending more of that solo time and finding opportunities to spend solo time with my girls. So that's kind of where I'm at. I can't wait for the next um, um, weekend alone with my girls and, Maybe we'll do um, a bigger bigger trip or something. I'm not really sure, but I definitely want to be intentional about that. And I'll keep you guys posted on how that's progressing. On the business side, um, this recession is going crazy. I hope everyone's doing okay. You guys are hanging in there. And um, I know there's just a ton of different weird things happening right now in the market from, you know, slowdowns to layoffs to, you know, pauses and, and just the volatility is just so wild. And so... I hope you guys are all doing well. I know it's been really challenging for me um, navigating what the right moves are for, you know, you know, making money in my professional life and really trying to figure out what the next thing is. But right now I have um, some really great options and um, things that I'm working on and I'm really excited about. And um, I'm hoping that if you can really think about it, think about the world in the way that I'm trying my best to do right now. This is what I usually tell my uh, friends, clients, and people that I, you know, that I, that I work with or work for, um, in times of volatility and craziness, you have to focus on what you can control. So just do the activities that controls, you know, that you can control that will lead to success. <clears throat> you can change those activities, but, you know, try your best not to spend too much time on the what ifs and what can happen. And, um, you know, and, and, and marinating on these, these, um, you know, terrible situations or, you know, the worst case situations, because it's only going to, you know, um, steep into your work day and your work life and also your family and your personal life. So try your best to, you know, make the plans, understand the consequences and understand the reality of the world. But most of your energy should be focused on what activities can you control in your, in your realm and just do those activities and just trust the process, you know, because, if that doesn't work, if what you can work on doesn't work, then it probably wasn't going to work anyways. So, you know, it's better, you're better set trying to focus on, you know, building good systems and processes and having activities and repeat on activities that you know that you can control that will lead to success and then, and then success will come. So that's kind of what I've been telling myself over the last few months here and trying to figure out what those repeatable activities are for all the various projects that I have and just making sure that, you know, um, me and my family are set up for success during this insanely weird, volatile time. But, um, yep, stay hungry, stay focused, stay disciplined. And as always, thank you so much for listening and joining in on this conversation. And if you have any uh, questions, comments, or uh, anything you want me to talk more about during my Girl Dad Talks, I'd love your um, ideas and suggestions. I'd love your feedback. And, um um, and, and, and just hear from you. So look forward to, uh, keep keeping this going and keeping the conversation going with you. And thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the girl dad show. 
you enjoyed listening to this episode, please take a moment to give us a review on your podcast service. These reviews help us grow a lot more than you know.